Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hello everyone, welcome to the Red Men TV. It's the final word show. Liverpool beat Chelsea by two goals to one at Stamford Bridge. I am joined by Chris Pajak, by Andy Grant and by Shai Fletcher for this one. Um, Chris? It was ultimately uh, a very hard fought three points for the Mighty Reds. It was. I mean, you know, you don't get three points easily at Stamford Bridge. You know, they haven't won a game there in the league this season, but. Um... <laughs> just thought like, you couldn't help yourself. Yeah. Just going to chuck that one in there. Oh, you've got to, have a fact. Um, it, was a, it was a tough game. I thought we played really well. It, to me, it looked like midweek travelling to Napoli caught up with us towards the end of the game, to be mm -hmm. honest. And then it was just about can you get three points out of this game? Can you hold on and not concede the second? And that's the, that's why Liverpool are a brilliant side, because they can now. Whereas I don't think in the past we would have been able to do that. I agree. It's funny, Jürgen Klopp says it, Andy, in the post-match. He says, like, again, it's normal. They get the goal. It's the home crowd. They're all up. It becomes a bit of a cauldron. And we're having to defend. They're, they're, they're a good side. You know, we, we want Chelsea to be rubbish. Mm. We want this to be the end of Chelsea. And I think it, it will be eventually. Like, you know, I think they're on, they're on, they're on a decline. But... You know, again, they're at home, they've got all the fans behind them, they've got all this stuff going for them. It was going to be a difficult end to the game, given they got the goal. I think just, yeah, just saying it in yourself, going to Stamford Bridge, it's always going to be a hard game. So I think the fact that it was in every last 10 minutes, you know, yeah, it wasn't wasn't nice to watch, but it's kind of to be expected. It's always going to be a tough game there. I think like we just said then, you know, we rode it out well, got the three points, which is the only thing that matters really. So, yeah, just buzzing with it. I think buzzing. how hard it became at the end overshadows how good we were in the first half. Yeah. The reason we were holding on to that lead is because we put ourselves in a great position by scoring two good goals mm. in the first half. And then you'd, you'd always take being 2 0 up at 60 minutes in Stamford Bridge, and then they scored the goal. It made it a lot harder. Well, you're lamenting us, us not scoring three. We're lamenting not being 3 0 up against exactly. Chelsea away from home. Uh, uh, you can't expect to ever, uh, to ever be 3 0 up against Chelsea at Stamford mm. Bridge. It, 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 it hardly ever happens. We, we're in a great position, and then it, it it did seem a lot harder than it was at the end in the last 20 minutes or so. It was horrible did to you watch. say it was nervy, but did you ever think they were going to get a second? I, I didn't, didn't create that. It didn't create I, that I didn't feel like, you know, really, did they? I, I didn't. It was a bit nervy, but I didn't think, oh, when they when they scored one, I didn't think we're going to either it draw or lose like this. It wasn't like hacking stuff off the line no, and, and, yeah. and all that kind of stuff, but it was a bit, we, me and Tom were discussing this. They got crosses into the boxes. They make some mount chance, which is a good, which is a good opportunity, mm. but not like a perfect opportunity. But they're throwing stuff in the box. I'm fine with that. Mm. Uh, you know, we, we've learned, we've got Virgil Van Dijk and, and, and Joel Matip and Fabinho. All the best. Chuck crosses into the box and see what see what happens. 
and again, I said this on the instant match, Chris, if they'd had Giroud on the, off the bench, it might have been a different story. But having Batshuayi there, he's not going to cause those kind of aerial, aerial problems. So as much as it was, I think we were all puckering. Because naturally, because you know, you know it can go against you. It wasn't the most back to the wall Liverpool have been. You know, it wasn't no, the most no. nervy. It, it's no been, way, yeah. it just wasn't. I nervy. think back to like you know, I think when you when you are back to the wall and all that type of stuff. What's the last four minutes? When four minutes gets put up, you're thinking to yourself, if it's back to the wall, that's a hard four minutes. I don't remember them having an opportunity in those mm. four minutes. Mm. I do remember us taking a free kick and pushing it down into their corner and having a little yeah. laugh around them and, and passing it round for a bit. That's what I remember from it. So, yeah. you know, for me, the, the, the hardest point for us was probably 75 to 85. Mm -hmm. And then after that, I thought that they realised they'd given it their all and they're not going to be able to do this. And that last sort of 10 minutes from 85 to 94 was all right for us. I think they were a bit unlucky that they had to make two subs in the first half. I'm yeah, not sure, yeah, yeah. Was it, did Emerson get injured as well? Did, or was, it, was that a time? Because he, he was a risk, injured. wasn't he, for the game? Was apparently? He, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. And so they had the two injuries in the first half, so that meant that they only, they only had one substitution to make, I think. If they could have changed things around a little bit more, it might have been even harder for yeah. us. But they're the risks that you take as a manager. You, you, you can say it's unlucky, but he decided to play Mason yeah, Mount and Emerson, the game, yeah. both as risks. So if you get an injury, then you're not able to take off Mason Mount. So that's just all part and parcel of football and picking a side, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I, I think for me, Andy, you compare this week to the to the last this time last season when we played both sides, we were Chelsea. I thought at times were much better than us at Stamford Bridge. Obviously, Eden Hazard was was brilliant that day, and we were awful against Napoli. A year on, I think we were the better side against Napoli, and we got we got done by refereeing decisions and a little bit of obviously um, a bit of a Virgil Van Dijk brain fart, and then we've just gone and won. You know, it's not a, a last minute Daniel Sturridge screamer to bail a point out for us here. Mm. You know, we were we were tuned up at Stamford Bridge, and that for me has been really interesting this week because. Okay, we did. We didn't get a better result against Napoli, but the overall performances this week, just one year on, shows you how far we've come. Yeah, and you know, we all know what happened last time we got beat at Napoli. You know, I don't think, all right, yeah, you want to win or at least get a draw there, but I'm not really too bothered at all about that result. And again, when comparing it to last season, it seems astonishing that we've just kind of maintained that level that we left last season with and mm -hmm. we've continued it, if not improved. Yeah. And it's it's just amazing to think that the level that these players are playing at, when again, you compare to Napoli last season when it was awful, probably one of our worst performances mm. of the season. And then now... I think a draw should have been should have been a good result there, and then you get you go to Stamford Bridge, which just said a tough ground to go to, and we get three points. I just think it's um, the team still shocks me just how the, the performance levels are just seem to keep rising. I'm just kind of it's the consistency it's that we play with, isn't it? Unbelievable. And, you know, I think the the worry coming out of the international break for me was well now the two games a week comes now can you get that level of consistency while you're dealing with it you look at it we're what we're two games away from the next international break and we still have only won games you know imagine coming and going into that international break hopefully with a, a decent result against them pay dons but also a decent rest for a lot of the lads go Sheffield United is it and then Leicester and then all of a sudden you could quite easily foresee us being on 24 points in the next international break having won Premier, every Premier League game. Isn't it mad though how if we don't win one of them games it's bad and and, and, and it would be bad if we don't win, if we don't win one of them games because the stakes are just so high but it, it's it's Sheffield United and Leicester but, but, we've but if we do win them then we've won the 17 games in a row mm. you know it's so yeah. Like, there's got to be, like, there's surely we can't just win it. Someone, I think it was Paul Tompkins, maybe, was tweeting yesterday. He was like, even if we lost at Chelsea, 
you know, we've still played two of the big six rivals. Mm. Manchester City have still only played one in Tottenham, haven't they? You know, we've played Arsenal, we've played Chelsea. And, drop points in that game. and they've dropped points as well. So you look at what we're doing now and and I think on the whole, we've had harder games than City. We're five points ahead of them. And the Champions League group is what it is. We're not in as hard a group as we were last season on paper. Mm-hmm. So you still and we managed to get out of that by losing three games away from home. Mm. So I still you can't fancy see us losing us. Three, t- no, three times. I don't either. So I'm looking at it now going, this is all rosy. We give ourselves breathing room though. I think you I, I get what you're saying. So it's it, it feels like it's constantly on a knife edge, the Premier League, but we've got that cushion now and you wouldn't want us to to see that be used up because we saw what happened last season and everyone's heads fell off and you know and it was a it was a difficult time to be a Liverpool fan, which is insane to say when you know out now that we know where the season went. But we are we, we, we've done this, we've we've allowed ourselves this. To have that lead at this point of the season already is is, is boss. I want to talk before I want to get back onto the game in a second, but um obviously the VAR stuff. Honestly it's a big talking point. It's it's it kind of isn't it? Isn't it? I think people have tried to make the big talking point out of it. And the way that Frank Lampard's reaction, Chris, is being framed by like the media and that is like Lampard's disappointed with VAR. He's disappointed because they celebrated and then it got taken away from them. He's not like disappointed in the the, the, the the correctness of the decision, but I thought it was interesting. Obviously, we're partnered with The Athletic at the moment. Um, and we've got a great offer as well, obviously, with theathletic.co.uk. But there's a, there's an article by Ollie Kay, which I think is really interesting, because he's, this weekend, Chris, has been very staunch against VAR. And it's useless because we've seen two very, very narrow decisions, chalk goals off. We saw Son, where it was like, you know, millimetres of him being offside. And now we've seen the one with, is it Mason Mount who's offside in our, in, in our game? And he's basically talking about like the, he's talking about like the soul of the game. There's a quote here and he said, the offside law was introduced to prevent goal hanging. It was not designed to prohibit runs like the one that Son made nine seconds before Aurier's strike or Mount made 13 seconds before Azpilicueta's. I want to get people's thoughts on this. I, I agree with Ollie Kay. I don't I don't like the, the introduction of VAR and how fickle it is, but equally if the law is there, VAR is there to enforce the law. And so for me, the VAR decisions are right. There's not there's no problem with that. It's the laws that probably need changing. As it stands, yeah, Ollie's right. It was prevent it was as a preventative measure to stop people go hanging, but you need to rewrite the law so it says that. Can you do that? Yeah. I don't know. It's, is there a better way? Where's the I'm line? Not sure. where, where do you draw the there's line? There's always yeah. going to be a line. There's still going to be a line that's drawn somewhere. Yeah. So uh, what you do? You maybe say if one of his feet are, is onside, then he's onside. Maybe that's a change that people are. Do you know after, what it is? That's that's where the line it, is, and it's it's speed, the line. It's speed it's cameras. It's speed cameras, and, and, and everyone gets pissed off with speed cameras because they get pissed off when they get caught by speed cameras. They're there, we, you know, they're, they're well advertised, and you go, "Well, I was only one mile an hour over, or two miles an hour over." Well, what's the what's the limit there? Mm. We're pissed off because in, in years gone by, you could have a, a, a busy pulls you over, and you go. Oh, hey, mate, do us a favour. I was dying for a shit. Or, you know, oh, I really had to get to the hospital because my wife was sick, blah, blah, blah. And he'd go, oh, go on, go on, you scamp, on your way. You know, and you might, you might get lucky, whereas technology makes it black and white. And for me, I don't know what you get your thoughts, Andy, but for me, I'm not asked about the offside stuff because it's as close to, it's, it's, it's basically a binary decision. You're either offside or you're not. <clears throat> I have no, I have no major issue with it. In, in I think that the, the two things for me is one, I think if they're going to introduce VAR for the offsides, I think where where it's become such a big debate, it's why can you then go back and look at offsides, but yet you're not looking at when people are bringing people down in the box. Mm. I think that's the, that's the annoying thing. If you've got this technology, why can't you see when one, one with Matip when he was mm. like rugby tackled down to the? Yeah. So there's that, but 
I might come to regret this if, if Liverpool are on the bad end of VAR decision, but is it me? But I like a bit of controversy. Do you know what I mean? Look, you talk about the ghost goal, the Chelsea game, you know. I think it's good to have that little bit of, you know, oh, yeah, but he was, oh, I should never have stood it. No one was cry-arsing in the media when, when Liverpool's shot against Man City, or the, the, the goal was disallowed because it didn't cross the line by, what was it, like 11 millimetres or yeah. whatever, because... People can look at that and go, the problem is BAR is such a wide encompassing system and it's got loads of flaws to it. But I don't see, I get I get what Oli Kay is trying to do in, it. in the spirit of the game, the fact that you're like, you're talking like 90 seconds, two minutes waiting for this decision to be mm. to be undone. It'll be swings and roundabouts, I'm sure, that these, these things are against us. But you look at the Liverpool fans celebrating. Yes, we've taken a celebration away from Chelsea fans, but the away end looked amazing when that yeah. decision comes through. Like, I'm scared for it to happen to us, because it's not really... And it will. We've not yeah. happened to us. Like, I'm trying to think it hasn't. We've not had a proper kind of... Not this season. We've no. had the West Brom stuff where it ruined the, the, the game in the Cup a couple of years ago. It ruined the game, but it actually worked in our favour in that game. We, yeah. we, we got a penalty because of it, and I think they got a goal disallowed, didn't they? But it was still... That was an absolute shit show. And I, I look at it and I think to myself, that's just not footy for me. And that's where it comes down to. And there's no... <clears> I know that the decisions are right. I, I understand that. And yet, emotionally, I can't, I can't get behind it. No. And, I, and maybe I should be able to, but I just can't. I, I think the offside stuff has been the best thing about VAR. I think the penalty stuff, again, that's been, that's been a shit show. The, yeah. the penalties, there are blatant penalties not being given and stuff. But it, but the offside, similar to goal line technology, it's it's a bad. It's fixed the thing. problem that we weren't really that asked about. But, is the problem? Yeah, yeah that's the issue. Yeah. The questions are wrong, and they've given answers to them. When you look at that goal, right, and no one in the stadium had any clue why or who was offside. No. Why couldn't it just say Mason Mount was offside in the well, build-up? They had it on the screen. So you they can, didn't, though. In Chelsea. At Chelsea, they, they, did, they didn't. I've see I, I, I seen Lampard looking at the screen for something. Yeah, they, had it, they showed it During it or two minutes afterwards? I don't know. As, as they, as it because was they all... were saying it wasn't happening. And then I've seen people moaning on Twitter that it's not, it wasn't there, and he didn't show those. But even that, though, well. like not every ground's got a TV yeah, screen. Yeah. Well, us and United are the ones in the Premier League that don't. Mm. You can see, I, I think you're right. I don't know whether they had it while it was ongoing, but they definitely, once the decision was made, they showed the picture with the lines because you could see it in the in the in the in the coverage. Because again, that's that the question. Looks up and, and shakes line. his head. Oh yeah, that yeah. Is, yeah and here's the other thing, right? The un- this is the problem for me. It's the unintended consequences of bringing a rule or a law like this into. So, for example, it's f- it's what thirteen seconds before. I would I would say nobody thought that Mason Mount was offside in that ground, mm. and it took sixty five seconds of camera work to work out that he was. Mm. And actually, at that point. No one was asked that he was offside because mm. no one knew. Yeah. Well, no you know player, I mean? but but still player put his hand up. Did but it is the, the floor of the offside stuff is that you're asking one man on one side of the pitch to judge a line that runs the full the full length but, but, of the pitch. But, but, if the liner was on the other side, he probably he probably does flag up for it because we saw we've seen that happen. We saw things be be flagged. The linesman if they missed stuff again, I don't I don't I'm not a big fan of the the, the, the purity and the spirit of the game and all that kind of stuff with the VAR stuff. But I find it very difficult to argue with the. With if 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 it's off the linesman should the right decision. exactly and I and I get it because what we what we all want is the subjective decisions being made better and I understand what they're doing and they need to they definitely need to fine tune that but like that's just that's human error that that's corrected there. But would you which say is, though if if you say VAR say it potentially could go away again next year, would you have it that in the you know you're gonna have half the decisions go your way half not go your way? I mean. Was anyone that bothered about the offside before? Like, 
No, I don't know. You, you accept stuff, don't you? Again, this is the problem with it. It's like the football purists versus the the the, the, the rule purists yeah. or whatever. And you're right. Is that we just got on with it because we accepted. Mm. We were accepting of football's faults because it's all part. It's all part of the game. We've all grown up playing footy with no linesman in Sunday league, or you've got some fella just holding the flag and yeah. and doing. You've got no fucking clue. You know, none of us grew up playing proper offsides. You'd never play an offside. And I just think as well. But. When, when if Liverpool are going to play like they do, then I'm glad that the offside well, Liverpool play like they do because of it. I think. Exactly, exactly. But I just think you. What what the what the annoying thing is is you can look back and you could argue that teams might not have won the league or certain cups mm-hmm. if if this law had been in, into effect. How good, years, uh, how good is it by? when you when a decision goes your way that wasn't a thing? Uh, uh, <laughs> City, City in the Champions League quarter final get a rule uh, a goal disallowed for offside that wasn't offside. That's brilliant. That'll never happen again. Yeah, yeah. The um, like I just said, the ghost goal Garcia. If that wasn't over the line, good, better. It's it's, it's, it's worth having a decision your way. And so I I, I don't want to moan that much when it's just you know what it is. It's changing the Facebook layout. This. You know, I've got I go through me on this day on Facebook, and every like every every now and again, it's just like God I can't stand the new Facebook layout. You mm. know, and you just moan about stuff, and then within like three months, oh, you get used you forget to it, yeah. what it. You forget what it looked like. I, that's I, the problem. I with, do just like it. that. It's a good talking point, isn't it? It's mm. it's it's. I don't know. I, I I also have no trust that they they're, they're getting the right point when they're drawing the line. I that was my big you thing know, yesterday. Mm. Like, how many frames a second are them cameras on? Sixty yeah. or something. Depends where the foot is on the ball. And also, like when surely, last, you know, I've seen them earlier this season where I'm like, yeah, but I've, I can do that myself and go on another like three frames and it's still touching his foot. It's yeah. almost still human error, isn't it? Because you, where you're putting the line from, their body part, yeah. it's like it can still be. Yeah. Like that Raheem Sterling one, was it his armpit hair the Dolly case suggested yeah. when he was offside? <laughs> the by? thing about that one is that we watched it. The second they put the lines up, we were sat there and went, he's offside. And we just went, okay, you know what I mean? And that, that's, yeah. that's the thing of it. When it, I get like, the super, super fine margins, like, uh, if we're just saying offside, offside, I don't, I don't see what the big, the big deal is. But we right? don't, like I said, we don't want VAR for that. We want clamping down on, on stupid fouls and divers and all that kind of stuff. The stuff that's corrupting the game. Yeah. This is just tightening tightening things up a bit did, really. well, did they used to be gaining an advantage in one of the rules? Yeah, there was like, it was daylight, wasn't it? An advantage was given to the attacker right. for a while. So, so like I am not sure Mount really got an advantage for that, and as such I, I actually like I know he's offside and I, I I the decision is correct, but I also don't think he's really got an advantage by get, by that, playing mm, that. that. That then makes it a subjective decision though, doesn't yeah, it? Exactly. And, uh, and and that confuses confuses things even more. Yeah. As I said, you, you've got to draw the line. Every time, the every time the they, they change the law to be. It's a, oh, you've got to give advantage to this or it, 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 you made it slightly blurry and they've done it time and time again the next season the, the response was always through the season offside is offside let's just go back to if you're stood in an offside position let's not bother with second phases of play and all that kind of stuff in the original offside rules that we grew up with they had two men offside they got, I think it's Tammy Abraham stood about 10 yards offside in the middle of it having someone in an offside position would have just been, made, the whole, made the whole thing offside so Everyone's got problems with it because everyone's got their own understanding of what the what the rules are. 
I don't mind this too much ultimately, but I mean, particularly because of Liverpool. <laughs> I had the gold yeah. shirt off, it was great. Um, anyway, head over to theathletic.co.uk and check out that, that article from Ollie Kay. Um, it's theathletic.co.uk forward slash Redmen News is one of the, the codes we've got. Redmen TV for this one, yeah. And Redmen TV as well. Uh, and you get 50% off your yearly subscription fee and it's free for the first month as well. Home with some amazing writing, including this, but obviously loads of Liverpool stuff and James Pierce and Cy Hughes as well. Um, right. Let's get back into the uh, the game then, because I thought we, we started the game with real intent there. Um, I think the the archetypal Liverpool game, I think, has been to, to feel out first halves of footy, and I wonder whether the game plan was just to try and win the game in the first 20 minutes of both halves in this game. It felt like it, and I don't know whether that was to do with the fact that when Chelsea have played well this season, they've played well towards the back end of the games, and I wonder if there was this thinking from Klopp and the, the management team of let's just try and get this done and put to bed as early as possible, and whether actually as well, I think maybe Klopp realised that 70, 75, 80 minutes in, the team might start flagging a little bit from the travels, because... Even compared to every other team that's played, you know, we've we've done a lot of travelling so far. We've obviously had Napoli, we've obviously had Istanbul, now Chelsea have had that as well, but had a home game, didn't they, midweek in the Champions League. So we've done a lot of travelling so far, and we've had players who, who have been away all over the place. So I think Klopp realised that this was going to be potentially the hardest game from this run of games, and as such wanted to get it done dusted early. Yeah, it makes sense, doesn't it? Because... And I mean, I guess kind of capitalising on the situation that both teams are in, maybe a little bit fatigued. I think they took a couple more gambles on fitness of players and what have you. And, you know, if the expectation is that Liverpool are going to be a bit reserved, then you look to, you maybe look to catch them cold and just go at them straight from the off. Yeah, and I think I think when when teams are now playing against Liverpool, these kind of, they know it's going to be just a tough game throughout the whole... Well, I'm thinking if a manager is setting up against us, you're kind of thinking, are they going to come out 20 minutes and, and blast us? Do we have to kind of play for the long time, for the long game? And I think that's the thing that this Liverpool team have done now. They can they can kind of have 20-minute bursts to start the game off and, and try and put it to bed. But actually, you know as well that they're going to be that concentrated throughout the whole game. Yeah. I think coming up against Liverpool now, what managers, they, they must just think, you know, at what part of the game what do we need to kind of yeah, yeah. Shut, up, shut up shop a little bit? You know, what, what, what part of the game is going to be the most dangerous? Because again... First twenty minutes, they were, they were great. Because how well we won the ball, won the ball back in, in that first half was brilliant. We didn't give them a second on the ball from yeah. from the front to the defence. Any any time they got the ball, just won it back and then just started recycling the possession again. Just took our time. We were patient, and then Trent's goal just opens the game up again. It's it's funny because it's a game where we I thought we played really well, but. We, we set the lead through two set pieces, Chris, and we, we did this against Arsenal as well. You know, we've got so many ways we can beat you. And that, that first one, like, like Trent Alexander-Arnold, I thought was brilliant. Uh, Matt have got man of the match in, in, in the coverage, didn't he? I think there was a, a couple of shots there, but for me, I thought Trent was Trent was probably my favourite performance on, on the day. And um, the one thing this game's lacking is goals, and actually arguably defensive stuff. And I thought defensively, I thought he was brilliant at, at, at times. And then again... It's a it's a vintage Steven Gerrard slash John Arnarisa strike from the free kick. It is, and you know I, I'm doing the stats and tactics show later, and I'm actually doing it on on Liverpool set pieces because, from what I could count, from I think there was six short set pieces from eight, so we always moved the ball before we whipped the ball in. Give you know, apart from two corners where we did whip it in, and I thought that was something that Klopp and the team had obviously highlighted. You can see it on the Firmino goal more than the Trent goal, but. 
it's 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 a little back heel to to Robbo in it, and their entire line moves back a yard towards their goal. You think, and that's strange. And I wonder whether that was something that they picked up on. But the movement of the ball, I don't think anybody really thought Henderson was going to kick it. But then equally, I didn't think Salah was going to be back heeling it to Trent. Yeah. Mm. So and then you know no one reacted. In fact, the quickest person to react is Matip getting his head out the fucking way. Yeah. The, but the strike is as good as you're going to get. I absolutely couldn't believe it. It absolutely in. bamboozled them, didn't it? They, yeah. had, they had no idea. Really clever. Really well worked. Well, well thought out, anyone, well, well thought out as well. Call, but but it, it needs strength for, with that amazing finish to, to make it. It's like, mad because that type of free kick, I, I, I've referenced this a few times, it's a proper mid noughties free kick. That It's kind of faded out the game, hasn't it? Everyone tried them for a while, they became on vogue for a bit, and then people learned to deal with them. And it's interesting because when the foul happens, Andy, we all, I think all of us watching it went, it's a bit too close, that. It's a bit too close to get it over the wall. We'll stick it under the wall. And Trent actually referenced it, he went, it was too close. I didn't know whether they were going to jump, so I couldn't put it under. And I just said, yeah, just roll it to me and I'll mm. let it. And it's another example. We keep having these, and the players keep revealing this, of them making these decisions on the pitch. Well, yeah, Klopp said, you know, they go through all, and you could see how happy they was that it was a training ground move that had now worked in real time. But then I was interested to hear Klopp say that, you know, look, the lads, we've practised various situations, and then the lads at the, at the time will go, you know what, let's do this. And it's just great to see, you know, you've got a 20-year-old there making a decision to say, you know what, I'll, I'll take this, I'll just knock it... It's just yeah, top goal scorer and the, captain and lads. Yeah, just, just kick just the, do pass this the ball to me, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna and smack it. What's so good about this team now? I think to you've really got a nitpick to find anything wrong with each performance and and the play in general. To find anything bad, you, you're proper nitpick now. You to, to think of anything bad to say about the whole team. I thought he. Um, Joe Gomez could have got it up and down. By the way, it shows how much Trent's in that trust. Mm. Trent said that was 20 times over to be able to do that because he proved time and time again. Yeah. He scored free kicks for us, his delivery was spot on all the time. And then that's just another example. I, I loved how um, up for the game he was. Like, he was you know, physically very, very strong. I, don't, I don't see, didn't see him shy away from anything. Shoulders, and look, Mason Mount being over there is obviously a bit of a, a, a point for him to, to prove. You know, look, I've been playing in the Premier League while you were playing in the Championship, son. Well, you know, I, this, don't, come, don't come to me and try and think you're better than me. But... I thought he was, I thought he was it was great. There's one moment where he got he done played, he got done once, didn't he, with like a bit of a, like a little spin, yeah. Yeah, and he, and he, and, he, and he's not lucky. He actually breaks the line, doesn't he, when Tammy Abraham runs through. He, he he's off, I think he's the one who's offside yeah, for that yeah. one. Um but like all, all told, you know, when we think about him being a bit lightweight or whatever, he doesn't he just looks looks more physically commanding. He he, he loves the battle, doesn't he? And, and he seems to do it more and more and it seems to be the better the team he's playing against, the more he seems to be up for that battle. And I, I, I love him to watch it. The emotion when he scored that goal as well. Yeah. You just seen it. He like he done like a scream, and you just seen him let it out. And then when they're taking the kick off, and everyone gets settled back into the position, you just seen him. He was stood there, and he was just like he took like a big deep breath out, like all right, now relax, back back to it. And, and he looked like yeah, okay, th that was amazing. But not no, sure I've, about I've the goal celebration. What was that way? about the celebration? He put a hashtag for oh, something yeah. or other, Volta Football or something on his Instagram, oh, I believe. Well, but didn't, didn't Jaden Shakira get in trouble for doing, <laughs> for doing that celebration? <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not, not, not cool with that, like, but uh, fantastic, fantastic free kick. Um, as mentioned, I, I mentioned before there, Chris, they have a little spell, don't they? Um, Trent obviously plays them on side. Tammy Abraham goes through, goes back to the, the, the offside thing, doesn't it? We are, we are clearly putting our hands one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. 
That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Uh, we're, putting, we're putting our faith in the technology for upside, which is great. Until someone doesn't doesn't hold the line. Yeah, it's a difficult one, isn't it, for Matt, for Matip and, and Van Dyke because you really are trusting the Trent's watching the line, and he was to be fair. Half, he was, half he a was, second, he, he? Yeah, it was less than probably by the time he'd made the step up. It's a great run by Tommy Abraham. You've got to give him credit for that. It's a great through ball as well. Um, fortunately, we've probably got the second best goalkeeper in the league in our net at the moment, <laughs> which is mad because he's fucking boss. Yeah, he's yeah. absolutely brilliant, and he he seems he's he's a bit like. I'm hesitant to say, but he's a bit like David De Gea, and he likes to save the ball with his legs and his feet more yeah. than his hands. I think, doesn't he? And you just you get to him, you're like, he's probably just going to save that. Oh, he saved it. Sounds yeah, no problem. Like it's mad. I, I have no. I just have zero expectations of him. Like I, I if, it, if people go one on one, I ex, I actually just expect it to go in. So when he saves stuff or catches stuff, any does anything good, it's just a massive bonus. We've got a lad who's it's just it's just. A, Fulfills a role, doesn't that he? Good. But that good. catch when he needs Tammy Abraham as well. Oh, yeah. That's brilliant yeah. goalkeeping. That's like nineteen twenties goalkeeping. It's now. He's got his knee up. I'm sure I've seen that move on Street Fighter, <laughs> just without the catching of the ball. Oh like. yeah. If he'd done some of those saves though with Napoli and and, and Chelsea, if it was Allison, we'd be going, wow. That's why we paid the big money for him. Yeah, yeah. we're getting his big Allison chance. Do you know what I mean? It's, yeah. He's that one on one as well. At the, at the, I think was it nil nil at the time. Yeah, Tammy yeah. Abraham one's one is we're one, we're one nil up at that, and that, 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 there's, there's that he goes clean through, and and he makes it's a very Pepe Reina save actually. You know, he makes himself makes himself big, goes down, but kind of stays but stays stops, up, doesn't like go towards him, just yeah. goes yeah. It's, it, yeah. it's a bit of a shift finish. To Abraham should probably do a little bit better, especially the, yeah, especially the form he's in. But Adrian makes it hard for him. He's so quick off his line. He's, he makes Abraham make the decision quicker than he wants to, yeah. and that and that makes him mm. the bad finish. And his kicking, his kicking's much improved over the last mm. month and a half. A couple of little well. dinks over that to the fullback. That, that dink that over Tommy yeah. Abraham's dangerous as fuck, yeah. you've got to love it. Like, yeah, we just got to love it. Laughing your head off of this lad. We got, <laughs> we got on a free. Who was going to be playing for Valladolid this season? 
for you know just just to make sure he had enough money to pay the mortgage, and now he's dinking the ball over Tammy Abraham <laughs> at Stamford Bridge and being our number one. I'm waiting. I'm waiting for. Unreal. I'm waiting for him to be shit. Because yeah. he's meant to be. He was training in like a fourth division um, Spanish Spanish mm. team's ground, wasn't he, on his own? And then Liverpool go and sign him from nowhere. And look at him. Yeah. Fantastic. You know, look at him now playing fucking piggy in the middle at Stamf- in Stamford Bridge yeah. with Sammy Abraham. Absolutely incredible. Absolutely incredible. Um, we talked about the VAR stuff, which is chronologically obviously. We've talked about Tyler though, have you? Oh, God. Actually, no, yeah, we didn't. Actually, Martin Tyler. I don't think he gets any joy from life anymore. I don't think he enjoys his job. Um, the most under—I wonder if he thinks it's his new. You know, I, I, I've referenced Eminem a few times off camera today, but you know, Eminem changed his rap style. Now he just doesn't rap anything like he used to in the, in the in the first few albums. Like something happened that made him change his commentary style. Like give it a bit of beads, Martin. Like this twenty-year-old lad just smack one in the top bin off a free kick. Like I'd go back and show him all his commentary from like again from the from the noughties and go. Does he need Andy Gray? You know, he I mean, hates, I, I, he hates I, I, Liverpool, doesn't he? He must. He, do. You can tell he doesn't like Liverpool. But he used to say, he used to, he, he gave, used to, he, yeah, he some exactly. belt of commentaries on Liverpool goals yeah. back in the day. You know, I've heard, yeah. I've heard Martin Tyler commentary go, go it for makes it. A, you know, if you are watching, it makes the goal better as well. Good commentary, yeah. doesn't it? So yeah. it is a bit. Come on. Peter Drury, Peter Drury's great. Yeah, he? like like when he goes on like these mad like monologues and stuff like that, he's yeah. great, and you can tell you can tell he buzzes off it. Like, he's probably got some sort of Game of Thrones references, isn't he? You know, yeah, like, yeah, he yeah. Throw in there or some sort of War and Peace. <laughs> Quotes that he can throw in to describe how good Trent was. Yeah, let's just have more piece of drawer in our lives. I'll be made up with that. But Martin Tyler needs to just retire because. Oh, it's uh, gone in. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and it's a goal I for Alexander. Need, I need, I need it, to be you, oh, my God. Yeah, and he goes, oh, you know, and he, try, he uses the right words, but it's just <laughs> yeah. No enthusiasm at all, is he? Oh, my God. He scored a goal again. What am I still doing here? Why am I still alive? That's me accumulator gone. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. Um, anyway, yeah, they they score, they celebrate. VAR happens, it's brilliant. Um, and then we go down the other end, we get the second, the, 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 so get the second goal. Well. But it was it was that moment. Me and Tom were in the studio, Chris, and I just wouldn't it be hilarious if we just scored now while everyone's still fuming about it? And then lo and behold, lo and behold, we did. And um, that is exactly what we that half was just it's perfect because of it. It is, and again, it comes down to that. The, the free kick was brilliant, and how Bobby's got that much space, I, I don't know, but it, it, I don't know whether it's something this Liverpool side just does. They just take advantage of situations and times during games, like, and it felt like, to be honest, as soon as they didn't score, I was like, we're going to go down the other end and score before we'd even like taken the free kick, yeah. because that's just what this Liverpool side do nowadays. They just take advantage it's of situations. Atro- it's atrocious to defend, and like. Like what's he put him for me? So you know, just, time, just on, on the penalty spot on his own. No one's even near him. And then and when you've got someone like Robertson who can just put the ball on a on a postage stamp. Mane's run makes that space for him. I think like yeah. I think as well that's the maturity of this Liverpool team now. The known when to take advantage of, of situations. You know what I mean? Straight after they've had that disallowed goal, it's the perfect time to score. And it's that like I say maturity that this team has got now. Not only are we are we better than you, but we know the exact time to when to strike to strike and it's when it's going to hurt you most and that was the most pleasing thing I think we are taking advantage of these opportunities now there was loads of great little moments in the game mentioned Trent's physicality Jordan Henderson just winding up Jorginho you know he did not and he does a little pull on the shirt he turns and snaps on him and Hendo's just like yeah on what mate and he was doing it all game they're the little things I think I remember what was that, the ref doing though with the fucking yellow cards for the time waste oh yeah like how's that how's that allowed Adrian time wastes 
So he bollocks him, and then he tells Jordan Henderson, like, no more, and he goes, fine. And then Trent takes a, a couple of extra seconds over the throwing and gets... But Trent's like, yeah. like, I've not... It's my first... I've not done anything. It's, yeah, it's mad. Like, and he said, he's taking one for the goalkeeper there. That's not a thing. Yeah, you're not that's not how it works. No, that's just genuinely not how it's like, oh, he said something bad about me in the uh, in the tunnel before. So, yeah. you know, it's like, no, that's not... And that's what I mean. That's what my problem is with the VAR thing, although it's got nothing to do with it, that, but it's like... How can you tighten up so, so one part of the game so much, but then something like that happens? It's like There's the, no hum, the human error side of it. But then, referees are, I think, is yeah. the problem. And ultimately, you know, until we get robot referees who just get everything brutally, brutally right, no one's going to be happy. But that's utter, utter bollocks. How can you possibly? It's like me getting your second yellow and getting sent off. You've got a yellow card. <laughs> I make a yellow card tackle and get a second yellow and a red for something you've done. It's like, that's not how it but, works. But, but, but the thing is, we, we can sit and laugh about it, but if Trent puts in a good... So, he, 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 the referee removes Trent's ability to take a yellow card. Because hmm. we saw a couple of them, we saw Fabinho take one, a really, really, really good great, one. That, yeah, brilliant yeah. One. Really, really yeah. good yellow card. And right he, he did it for long enough that they didn't even have an advantage anymore. Because yeah, yeah. they did have the advantage, yeah. and because he just held on to his legs, he was like, <laughs> can't even take a quick free kick. Yeah. Absolutely fantastic. But that was the problem with it, Si, is that, and I'm glad it didn't end up being an issue because we'd, be, we'd, we'd have more reasons to be angry about it. But it's. it's, it's but it it's, might be still. Oh, well, yeah, if he picks up five yellows. Yeah, yellow, yeah exactly. Yeah. And what if he misses a big game because of that? Mm. It is genuinely a stupid thing that should have, it should have been rescinded. Mm. Yeah, we, we, we were time wasting, like. Oh, yeah. But, but, and I love that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I love that. But, yeah. but, but you take it in turns. That's uh, what you yeah, do. Yeah. 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 Trent was. Um, Trent always takes a while on his throwing, doesn't he? Mm. And, and I know we, we've, we've spoke to Granomark about it and he said. Uh, he, I think he said something along the lines of, would you rather he takes another extra five seconds and it goes to a Liverpool player, or he takes it quickly and we end up losing possession? It makes sense why he does it. He, we've got a throwing coach, he's been coached to do it, but he does he, he does always take a while. Maybe maybe the ref thought that was him time wasting. Like. Yeah, I mean, and, and I'm certain he was. I'm certain we were taking every second out of that game possible, but you're dead right. It's got the, uh, the mutually exclusive situations. You've got to warn Trent. And then you've got it, and then if he persists, was it was just straight away, wasn't it? Just yeah. pretty much straight away, yeah. booked him. Yeah, absolute, absolute bollocks. But um, it was when he was talking to Hendo in the middle of the pitch, and he's going, and there, and there, and there, and there, and it's like, yeah, but they're all different players, mate. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's not that's not right. You may as well uh, just book Henderson. Yeah, exactly, yeah. book Joe Henderson because he's not telling them to speed up, yeah. That, that's, that would be slightly, <laughs> yeah. slightly more acceptable. Trent's got. The Trent's fault that Adrian took fucking ages and pissed him off. Mm. Like, yeah. I love the fact that when, when Hendo had finished that, the camera was sort of still on him and it was still on the ref. And as he walked away, he went to Adrian. Real nice. <laughs> it's yeah. like, yeah, we know this is not going to happen. Like, But this is the thing. Chelsea have been the worst against us for time wasting for years. Of all the fucking teams, yeah. it's Southampton, West Brom and Chelsea. Ashley Cole letting the list. ball hit his chest for the throwing and run and down as well. And we're finally doing went to do that, by the way. There was one a bit later on, like, where he'd already had the booking. And we it was it was being messed around with it. And he took a while to... And he threw it at Trent and he let it hit him. And then he clearly went, oh, shit. Shit. Got it quick, quick, quick. So yeah. good that we're doing that because we're bosh mm. and we're using every trick in the book. Well, I was going to gonna say it's like my, it's like classic Man United. We, there's so many similarities between the, the best Man United sides and, the, and and obviously the best Liverpool sides of, of, of the days gone by. But the ones that we we will remember, we grew up watching the needle, the shit archery, the time wasting, all that stuff. They're just marginal gains that you had to a brilliant side, and we're amazing at them. Absolutely adore it. Um, the second half, Chris, I thought we came up, once again, wasn't that the first half, came up really, really, really good. Bobby Firmino has a good chance, doesn't he? Was that the, another, the volley sort of backstay? Yeah. Um, 
the thing that we, I think the player was probably most disappointing for me on the day was probably Mo Salah. Yeah, I thought he was poor actually. Um, I think he got into good positions. I, I really like Tamori or Tamori. Mm-hmm. I thought he was brilliant. Yeah, he was, yeah. I thought he was superb for them. Um, but you'd, I'm disappointed in Mo because he probably had four or five one on ones with that lad wide where you want him. And every single time he went exactly where everyone thought he was going to go, including the defender that he was up against. I just thought he was a little wasteful on the day, to be honest with you. It was a decision-making. It was a decision-making. Like it, 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 it takes it that way and runs into a player or he plays the wrong ball or he tries to beat someone when he can't, when he can't beat him and, and, and he should have played the pass. It, 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 was, it was unlike him. It was yeah, a tactic, was willing it? And he was working hard. Yeah. And even towards the end, he was tracking back. Mm-hmm. So there's no, there's no issues with... His application. Oh God, no, it no. was more just around from the first moment Van Dyke played a, a crossfield ball to him. He miscontrolled it and it went yeah. out. And so it was, was like kind of just lazy, like, it was that. like lazy. Mm. That wasn't it. It was like he was expecting it to just hit his foot and then he's and then he's away. It was a bit of a thankless that. game for him at times, wasn't it? Because we that was a ball. That was the ball we but played. It, it shouldn't have been a thankless it. game because you, if you'd have asked him at the start of the game and said to him, oh, right, we're going to get you one-on-one with the ball at your feet five times against this young centre-half, he'd go brilliant. Mm. That's not a thing. That's exactly what he wants yeah, yeah, yeah. from the game. It was just that he wasn't able to beat him. Yeah, I think, oh, no, exa- yeah, exactly. But that's what I mean. we, we pumped the ball into the channel for him to chase and that was our out ball. That was how we, we, you know, we, we gave ourselves a little bit of time to think or whatever. So we played a bit more wingerish, didn't he? He was running down blind alleys a lot because, I say, the lad had a really, really good game against him. His pace was nullified because the lad was as fast as him so it wasn't the the asset that it's been but he has that one doesn't he where he in the first half he leaves him on his arse and yeah it, it just it, it didn't click from away you're right it, he's, a, he's a lad of a game when he's not when he's not amazing um, and again it comes back to it like you know we, we keep on saying it don't we we're all made up with this squad but you know you you fucking best goal scorer over the last two years as a as a Terrible game against Chelsea away, and you still win. Yeah, yeah. that's what I mean. You're nitpicking out, you to be like, Oh, mm. Salah never played great. It's like, you still won 2 1. I don't think Mane was great either. No, no yeah, our two best players, yeah. our I, two I, best I, goal scorers. Firmino was the best of the three. Firmino wasn't unbelievable in, in the game, like, but he, he was the best of the three. I thought the two of them, but how good, how, how, how different is it? You know, when Suarez had a bad game. We never, yeah. we never, yeah. we never won. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Now you're talking two of them. Oh, Mane Salah weren't great. You're still away at Chelsea getting three points. It's fucking great. No, absolutely. Salah's assist was fantastic. That back heel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I um, one thing that I, I thought we missed a little bit, say, potentially, and we've seen the limits of the squad for where we are in the season with Divacarigi, because once again we were in a situation where not so much pressing on to win the game like we were in Napoli. You know, twenty minutes to go. You could see it needed freshening up a little bit. Brewster's on the bench, but I don't think we were ever likely to use him unless we were cruising with with, with time to go in that or game. May, or maybe we're getting beaten. You're like, go on, little little, yeah. little roll of a dice. Go on, maybe he can. Maybe he can ride the crest of a wave and making his debut against yeah. his old team or something like that. But when you're getting beaten, you need someone to hold the ball up when you're trying to keep hold of it. It, it, it just wasn't the game for Brewster. Brewster will play on Wednesday. Yeah, now. absolutely. It just felt you know one of those situations when a Krista. I don't think we. Tr- I mean, obviously, we we end up bringing Milner on, don't we? We push Wayne Aldam onto the onto, onto the left wing for a bit. It tells you where we're at in terms of the pecking order for, for the front three once again, because he's not trusted Oxide Chamberlain there. He's not trusting Shakiri in this game. He's not trusting Brewster. I wonder whether he might have trusted Origi because he's obviously the senior guy. It did look like man taking Manny off was a fine decision, but we 
we stunted our what we were it was this, up it was the timing of that substitution that i thought was strange because hadn't they just scored when we'd made the substitution or yeah. something and i did wonder i think they mentioned it in commentary as well like well i'm surprised they just did that and i was the same i was like oh i'd have given that a couple of minutes and maybe just mm. made sure that that was the right decision as it stands you know milner comes in gets a yellow card a couple of minutes later didn't really have a bad game but and I thought Wijnaldum improved for going on the left-hand side. but Until yeah, the I point think, where five minutes later his legs fell off and yeah, nothing left to Arig- give in the middle. Origi would have been, I think Origi would have been the substitution there. And I think you might have seen Firmino go left and, and Origi try and hold the ball up a little bit, maybe. It's the way Origi can get his foot on the ball and just use his pace. Just, he, he, he could drive 20 yards up the yeah. pitch and then, and then keep hold of it. He probably would have come on to the line of substitution. Yeah, I, I, I was just like, I can't believe he just took Henderson off for the line of day. Yeah. I mean, it, it ended up being fine. I mean, we, we got the three points. What, what, how long was it when he came on the line? Because I was thinking, what is... Probably, probably about 80-ish. Yeah, was it? I thought it was... You know, the only one time I sound awful forever, even contemplating doubt and Klopp, but the one thing I just didn't understand was, was letting um, Harry Wilson go. Hmm. I thought, maybe, yes, they not bring him on, but someone like that, I think, when I look at the bench and, and when you are looking to bring on a midfielder, I just think he, he offers much much more than say Shakiri or Lallana. Well, we don't even know what the hell's going on with Shakiri at this point, and he keeps coming out and doing these really positive interviews about how he's that excited. It's going to be a great season, and we're going to work really hard and fight. And you're like, you must be buzzing, mate. There must be you know, he must be absolutely made up, but he he's, he's nowhere near the team, is he? He did, he did do an interview saying I'm obviously happy. I'm 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 not happy at the minute because I'm not playing games. He did he, he did say that the other day, but yeah, it's. I, I'd I'd, I'd rather Shakiri. Than Lalana, yeah. Any any yeah. day of the week. Yeah. My only thinking on that is, we we've seen it a couple of times with Lalana is that he's just definitely playing midweek, isn't he? And and Klopp just obviously must Surely think. Surely Shakiri is though as well. But maybe maybe just physically he thinks Lalana just needs ten minutes, oh, right, ten minutes right. on the pitch oh, just to being, being two one up at Stamford Bridge when when you're under the cosh isn't the time to be given no. giving players ten minutes to try and get some get some minutes Especially in the legs. Like again, I know he's, he's right, but we, we did this in the derby last season, didn't we? We put Lalana on centre forward with ten minutes to go in the in the derby, and everyone went, "What the and, fuck and is he doing win. here?" And then the next game you played Bournemouth at home and he yeah. was brilliant. You remind you me, know. he's turning into more like Harry Kuehl. It's just Lallana, Harry Kuehl, they just seem to be the same player. I, I, I think the I think the plan for bringing Lallana, because he obviously... Genie, I don't think Lallana's a massive been, shit house, by the way, yeah. so that's one of the ones. Genie had been playing left wing and he moved, he moved Lallana to left wing, didn't he? It's He can do a similar role to Genie in the fact that he can get his foot on the ball and yeah. kind of shield it and, and, and keep hold of it. He'll probably always play a pretty safe fast. I, 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 he's gone with lads he can trust in a clutch situation there, yeah. hasn't he? He's all, he? all he's done, but it does make you wonder a little bit. You know, one of the criticisms of the of the transfer business, Chris, was that we didn't get someone else for the front three, just one more lad, and we were, oh no, it'll be fine because Bruce has come into the play Sturridge. Well, Daniel Sturridge came on in that game. I know we needed to, we needed a goal, so it's, the circumstances are different. But it's like that game's come a week too soon, I reckon. You know, like after the MK Dons game. There's every chance Brewster is used in, in in those kind of situations. Yeah, you'd have to build up that trust whether you sign someone or not. Though yeah. that's the other thing, isn't it? I think, you know, I I do wonder about the Harry Wilson thing as well, Andy. But also, having watched Klopp for the last three years, when it is crunch situations, he does bring Milner on, he does bring Lallana on, Mm-mm. and I don't think he bring I don't think he'd ever bring Wilson on in that situation no. anyway. But. And that's probably why he probably realises that when it gets to it, I'm going to go to be tried and trusted. So what's yeah. the point in having Wilson there? Yeah, mm. absolutely. Speaking of tried and trusted, uh, tried and trusted, can't taste boss, any. He? he really irritates me. He's so good at football. 
I, I, I just, he's, he's so fucking good and he's so fucking annoying because of it. He's, he's just like a bad smell. You just can't get rid of the little mm. shit bag. Yeah. And it's like, you're looking at him after that first 45 minutes. I thought we'd done a really good job. And he gets more tired and better. And then yeah. he's blown out of his arse after the goal. He can't even run back. And he just gets better and, and better. He was a doubt, he was a doubt for this fuck? game, wasn't he? Yeah. He was a doubt for this not game. Play for and, 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 not play for a month. Not play footy for a month, yeah. and then just I, I, comes into this game. He's the best player on the Yeah, I, I, I was gutted that when the team came out that, that he was on it, and he, he proved that he proved why why um, Lampard. Wasn't he's not to meant get him to score that crowd. goal. No, like, no. no point. If you watch Fabinho, it's kind of he jockeys him, and he thinks, all right, yeah, he's he's gone through. But it's like it's almost you think can't say as great as he is. He's not got that in his locker. He's not going to shoot, and then all of a sudden. Just things. Totally it, 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 it was probably a bit too easy for him to get through. Fabinho almost thinks like in. I'm jockeying him, and, but then he almost thinks, well, he's not going to shoot, and he, yeah. he just goes past a little bit too easy. And you then probably think him, Chelsea's got a better chance of scoring if I accidentally foul him than I have letting him run because mm. it's Kante. What's he, what's he going to do? He, it defies physics and biology that he's even able to shift his body to kick it in that direction. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's like, like the, the ball's in his feet. Like he hasn't really yeah. got the ball out of his feet. And it, it, yeah, it's, 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 it's like a glitch in the mix. It's a bit it's like, like the like... Ronaldinho goal he scored at Chelsea, you know, where he just like, kind yeah. of towed, towed it <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. on the edge of the box. It was yeah. absolutely ridiculous. What a great player. Anyway, unlucky he lost. Um, <laughs> one of the things I really like... I tell you what, though, there's not many players that would improve Liverpool like, but... He absolutely is one yeah, of them. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Mm. Um, Chris, Andy Robbo's last-minute run was absolutely everything I needed in my life. Um, under the pressure, last minute of the game, and he just bursts through the team. Draws the fact, actually, we, it could be play-on as well. We could have a, a good go on the counter-attack. Glorious. And then the game, the game's done because Andy Robbo takes a minute out of the game by running with the ball. It's just like, yeah, it's, it's Tom Hanks, isn't it, all over from... The most famous Tom Hanks film ever. Which is called? Which, which I can't remember. Forrest Gump. <laughs> so he's big. Doing, yeah. It's the one, it's the on the piano he's with just Big. Fucking run, isn't it? And he just fucking goes yeah. and he's still going. Yeah. It's Joe versus the volcano all day. Um, yeah, no, he's brilliant. Absolutely loving to bits. Uh, massive three points and so many new shiny records for us. 15 wins on, on the bounce. Um, Seven away wins on the bounce. Klopp's got the most points after 150 games of any Liverpool manager ever. Points or wins? Points, I believe. Okay, just because you know, loads of managers played with two points for a win. Mm. I think. Um, I, I think it's it's made so it's three points for a win. Right. I think so. I think so. Either way, um, let's just briefly look at some of the the the, the matches from the weekend. Then Leicester beats Spurs two one. <laughs> Harry Kane's goal was good though, really. Insane, absolutely <laughs> insane. Is 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 dedication to kicking the ball in the net. Like fifteen ridiculous. yards, he's going flying for, and then he still manages to. Oh, it's great. I, yeah, I think what the amount of times I've done that running pissed. <laughs> <laughs> and you know it never ends well yeah. and he somehow managed to turn that situation into a goal fair play to him um, but Spurs though Andy they um, <laughs> they're the best shit team in the league aren't they yeah <laughs> it's mad isn't it because you're, you're looking at that league table now and you're thinking well, even before yesterday's uh, this weekend's games you're kind of looking already at the gap that's starting to form and then you see the result and you're thinking you know United's the so called top six Again, it's just City and Liverpool again now, isn't it? And that gap is becoming even bigger. And again, it's probably a great analogy, the best shit team, because they had a great team, but they lose a lot of the door, the, yeah. the door's open for someone else to sneak into that top four if they put a run of games together. Well, Leicester. Le- Leicester. Leicester, if West Ham keep, keep, keep on playing good form, I don't think West Ham are probably quite good enough to do it, but Leicester could do it. And, and, and that's why you'd be good if you're an Everton fan at the minute, because the amount of money they've spent, they should be challenging for that. 
Yeah. And, look, and, and that's, but that's the thing. It only takes at the minute. It only takes a couple of results, and you, you, you're right back in there. Like, but that's that's the thing about that. We're going to do. We've got uh, the around the league podcast coming up later on today on the RedmenTV.com, and it's a really interesting discussion because we're saying West Ham won't, but who's is, is, is Manuel Pellegrini a better manager than Ole Gunnar Solskjaer? Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. you know he's, got he's won, won the Premier League. He's won the Premier League, hasn't he? And I think there's a really interesting story developing this season because. Like is is Brendan Rodgers a better manager than Frank Lampard? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. Might be. So you're getting this thing where you've got these teams who've probably got better players in Chelsea and and, um, and Man United, and then you've got your West Ham's and your and your Leicester's etc. Who probably haven't got the all round quality, but they've got better coaches. I'd, I'd argue that Tottenham. Leicester have got a better squad. Than Tottenham have got a great Tottenham have got a, Tottenham have got a great team and a great manager. They're even their shite. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Arsenal, <laughs> Arsenal nearly fucked it up yesterday. Yeah. The equalised to make it well, the score was coming up, then it equalised to make it 1 1 and then conceded against. I, I, I think what what are these players though? It, it's almost if, as if, maybe I'm, I've got my head too far up Jürgen's arse, but I, it's almost as if players are, are kind of getting, you know, the team talks from whether it's you're in your, the Arsenal changing room or, or Spurs, and then they're just seeing Liverpool every week and City every week and thinking, it's fucking pointless it's anyway. Pointless, it's yeah. pointless because. We are just so far ahead at the just, moment. You think you go go back to t- two months ago and everyone's like, oh, you know, Liverpool haven't signed a player and blah 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 blah. I think that's going to be bigger than twenty five points by the end of this season. It, yeah. it is actually going to be bigger than it was, and we won't have signed a player. Well, obviously, Man City won eight 0 I don't want I don't want to dwell on that in any way, shape, or form. Um, <laughs> no difference, boys. You're going to love that. Oh, but that's the other thing. Sorry as well. How great this Liverpool team is because I was a bit disheartened seeing that. Mm. You know, God knows what the players must have been thinking, and yet they still turn up at Stamford Bridge Man City, and still give it. Think of the disheartening thing for Man City though. They've gone there. Me and Tom said this: you can't win more by more goals than eight 0 in the Premier League. I mean, you can, but you can't. You're never going to do better than that. And then they sit back, all made up with themselves, and then Liverpool just beat beat Chelsea, and you're like, ah, okay. And then that game's done. You don't get to revel in that. You don't get to celebrate yeah. that. You've now got to go and win your next game. And realistically, you've got to win. You've just got to keep winning. And Liverpool have got to drop points in two matches now for them to get back on, on top of the league. So, yeah, really good stuff. Uh, Everton lost to Sheffield United. The most ebb thing ever. Uh, Arsenal came back and, and, and beat Villa 3-2. West Ham beat United 2-0. The top six as it stands. Liverpool City, Leicester, Arsenal, West Ham, Bournemouth. And that comes back to those questions. Brendan Rodgers, Manuel Pellegrini and Eddie Howe are currently sitting above the likes of Ole Gunnar Gunnar Solskjaer and Frank Lampard. And Pochettino. (laughs) And Pochettino, who is a good manager. But yeah, interesting discussion points. Do go over to redmentv.com and and sign up and get the Around the League podcast. And the Man of the Match podcast, if you've got more discussion around this game, that is there as well. Um, Gents, that's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you very much. Uh, Thank you very much for watching, for liking, for sharing and for subscribing. As I say, go over to redmentv.com to get more. We shall see you there.